You're listening to Am I the Bullcast, the podcast where people ask, am I the villain of the story? And I say, probably. I'm so sorry to tell you I've got some bad news. You're a villain or you're just a good person who tried and it uh, turns out you're evil. Either way, <laughs> I'm your host, Mike Carrozza, uh, probably better known as Mark Carbonza, but more likely better known as Mike Carrozza. I'm a stand-up comedian, but uh, you might know me as the writer Behind the column, am I the bullist? Dude, sounds a little familiar. Am I right? Am I the bull cast? Am I the bullist? Never heard of it. No relation. No, definitely a relation. And you've heard of it. It's my column over at commanderzero.com that this podcast is based on. And those two voices of those two ding-dongs that you heard belong to two pals of mine who I'm very happy to do this podcast with. My co-hosts, one of them, oh, you might know him as Games Freak SA, but I know him as my pal who writes the How They Brew It column over at Commander's Herald. Gee, sounds like a chef's kiss of a column. You better read it. It's Michael Solani. Hi, Michael. I object to being called a ding-dong. I'm a bit more of a Looney Tune in my eyes. Like, if I look in the mirror, I see Bugs Bunny. Ah, do you see Bugs Bunny in a dress or as a conductor or a barber? Bugs Bunny wore a lot of different things. Well, it depends on what I'm wearing that day. <laughs> now I'm all thinking about is Bugs Bunny as a barber putting his heads in the head of the person whose head he's shaving. Do you remember that? Yeah, I've seen that. Oh, this is great podcasting. I actually, when I look in the mirror, I actually just see Big Chungus. Big Chungus. <laughs> That's what I see in the mirror. Oh my God, does Big Chungus live in both of our mirrors? Stay tuned till the end of the episode to find out. The other co-host of the podcast is our producer. Don't stifle a laugh, Solani. Let it out. How dare you? You are not laughing loud enough for this. I'm not laughing. I'm just confused and befuddled. Your face looks like you're laughing. Now, my face just looks dumb all the time. <laughs> well, it must if you see Big Chungus in the friggin' mirror. <laughs> Look, guys, we're off the rails. It's podcast time. It's, it's no rails. Wait, no, wait. We need the rails to be on the rails. Let's be on rails here. Our producer, also co-host of the podcast, Morgan Sanchez, certified ding dong. How are you? All right. You know what? I'm, I have to just go and say that the ding dong is not my preferred frozen treat either. I, I would like to be a ho-ho only because it's just a chocolate cream-filled Twinkie that you throw in the freezer. It tastes good. You're telling me that you like ho-ho's more than ding-dongs. Oh, 100%. 100%. Hold on a second. Are ding-dongs a thing for real? <gasps> Here comes Canada. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> you guys make fun of me. Okay, is it is it poutine or is it poutine? It's poutine. It's, it's actually poutine. But it's, Why do we keep it's, making fun of your Canadianness? You guys are so polite. It's easy. It's our job. It's like being Italian. You know how people like you find out you're Italian and they go, "Hey, what are you talking about? Well, I'm walking here." Mike, how many coins have you thrown in the Trevi Fountain? Oh, like four. You've thrown four, and you're gonna get married in Rome? Yeah, baby. Whoa. Yeah, you did. I've only done two. No, you throw four in. You throw them in. I actually, I tossed them all in at once, which you're not supposed to do because oh, that's bad I luck. You could only do it once each visit. That's that's mm. cheating. No, no, no. I like how we both instinctively understood that, though. It's it's very clearly an Italian thing. Absolutely, it's an Italian thing. You saw the Sistine Chapel, and the guy's like, "No photo." <laughs> uh, no, actually, it sounded like this Russian-sounding dude kept saying, "No flesh," as in no flash, but it sounded like he's saying, "No flesh." Which is so weird. There is a lot of flesh on the top of the Sistine That's Chapel. That's what I'm saying. It felt counterintuitive. Now, we're not here to talk about the Sistine Chapel, but we are here to talk about a city that is just as picturesque, baby. I've never been. By the time this comes out, uh, it we are we are drawing nearer to the Magic Con in Chicago. That's right. Happening February, I want to say 23rd to the 25th, Magic Con in Chicago. And uh, Michael, you're in Chicago. Morgan, you're in Chicago. It looks like two of our, 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 our co-hosts are in Chicago. And that leaves little old me in uh, Montreal. But I think I could be in Chicago. Thankfully, we've, we've managed to get it within the budget that we are actually able to kidnap you for free. 
and and bring you here oh. for free. Yeah, we so. hired one of those companies that are supposed to scare children straight from doing drugs. Nice. They do other stuff too. Okay, well, is this going to let me do more drugs? I, that's what happens to most people that go through that program. Yes. Awesome. But, uh, I would like to I would like to add a little bit of a side note. I am in Chicago. Uh-huh. Morgan is in the suburbs, which means she can tell people sh- she's from Chicago, but only if they're not in Chicago themselves. Uh. It's like you live in Naperville, you can't tell someone in Chicago you live in Chicago. I've I've been told I that the rules are I have to say Chicagoland area. Yes, oh that is God. correct. Okay, well that makes sense. It's like when people say that they live in Toronto, but they live in the the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area. The Grand Theft Auto. San Andreas. Yeah, dog. Bang bang. Um, okay, well look, that's totally fair. I, okay, you're right. I do have those. I have them right here. Right. What's all this then? Can we get a car horn in there too, just to ruin anyone's day who's driving? This is America. If you're still here after this, I applaud you somehow. Well, congratulations, everybody. You sat through all of that. We need to take it away from you. Yeah, somebody's got to take it away from me. I'm not going to get in trouble. Now, folks, we bring up the Chicago Magic Con just to say that we're going to be there. We're going to be hanging out. So that's the plan right now. I still got to get the ticket. Should be there. Uh, but uh, it's in the plans. And I'm making plans to do comedy shows in the week leading up to the convention. And then during the convention, I'm going to be doing what I do best, which is losing at Commander. So uh, if you want to hang out, say something and I will hang out. I thought what you do best is telling people that they're terrible. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just one thing I excel at. What I do best is lose at games at Commander. Tell me you're doing the Laugh Factory. I want to try and hear you do comedy oh. that's completely clean. Oh, God. Wait, you have to be clean at the Laugh Factory? Here's the don't thing you? about me. Is, no, I don't know. No, I don't think you do. Either way, uh, Laugh Factory isn't really like a priority. Comedians You Should Know is a priority. I'm going to try to get on that show. There's a bunch of shows. Paper Machetes, a show that I'm going to try to do. There's a bunch of shows in Chicago that uh, friends of mine are putting me in touch with, and I'm uh, hopefully going to be doing the Lincoln Lodge, and I'll be seeing... Uh, shout out... If you're in the Chicago area, shout out to Johnny Pemberton, who's got a one-man show at the Den... Uh, and I'm going to get to see that on the 17th. Look, a little shout-out action. Don't don't be crazy. Don't be crazy. A little bit of shout-out action. You need to take a picture at the Bean. How many Chicagoisms can we put into wait, this wait, now? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Oh, I'm going to go on. see the Bean for sure. I'm sorry. I, I have to be the person. I have to be the, the combination HR legal. The Bean's closed. How do you mean? Huh? Why is the Bean closed? It, it was closed for, like, they're doing some kind of construction that I don't think is going to be done until later. Look, I'm going to try to visit the Bean, and they're going to have to stop me. Uh, anyway, Solani, is it cool if I crash on your couch for that weekend? So, point is... I, I have to ask my, my partner. Uh, uh, okay, um, so uh, we'll have to fight your partner. Okay, I don't know. Uh, but uh, if I can't, then I will find a way to sleep in Chicago. I'm not worried about it. But uh, I am excited to play some games, to meet everybody. Uh, this podcast will... Uh, well, this episode and the next one will be coming out right before the con. So you'll have six episodes of Am I the Bowlcast to uh, enjoy and get to know us here. So if you enjoy what you hear, come say hi. If you don't, uh, please don't be mean in person. It's very not nice. Just tell it to me. I have the thickest skin. I've got thick skin, too. That's not true. Morgan definitely has the thickest skin. Speak for yourself. Yeah, Morgan does. I'll, I'll take it all. I have thick skin. No, wait, I have thin skin. I scream. I'm so, I'm a comedian. I just, if someone's being mean, I can get mean right back. How do you deal with hecklers? Oh, I shut them down. I shut them down easy. Counter every time. I don't need them. I don't need them. Hey, hecklers, get this. You're not helping the show. Wow. Novel principle. Am I right? Hecklers, you think you're helping? You're not. You're ruining it for everybody. Shut up. Anyway, that this isn't the comedy podcast. It's the Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk about Magic the Gathering. Talk about magic pet peeves, commander stories wherein you might be the villain. Uh, and maybe we'll play enough games 
out in Chicago where we might walk away with a full grip of those stories or people, if you come up to us and tell us your accounts or uh, of your stories or anything, just uh, feel free. We love to hear from you. And if you love the podcast, please tell us. We we need to know. I also love to receive $20 bills and unmarked envelopes. <laughs> unmarked envelopes? I'll take cash in hand. I'm kidding. I don't need to. Don't pay me I, I need mine in unmarked envelopes, please. Preferably um, pink. But I will accept Pink. maroon. Got it. Got it. If there's a card you want me to sign, I'm going to say it's stupid that you want that, but I'll do it for you. Anyway, I think that's cool. I think we're going to be all in the same place for the very first time, and that's exciting to me. And uh, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast. If, if this is your first episode, well, you're catching a more self-indulgent episode off the top anyway. But that said... Come on out, see us at the MagicCon in Chicago, play some games, uh, tell us what you think. And uh, yeah, if we started doing something last episode, we don't have another submission today, I don't think, unless I missed it. But send us an email at amithebolus at gmail.com. We're going to begin reading listener submissions on the podcast. And those are the same submissions that go to my column. So you might see them on the column in an article form, or you might see it, uh, you might hear it on the podcast to chat among Morgan, Michael, and I. So do that. But I think that that's all I have to say about the con. Anything else? Or is there something that requires our attention? Alternatively, you can be like this wonderfully patient caller who has been oh. just sitting on the line, just wide open, waiting for Mark to discuss magic wit. For Mark to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I don't know. We're, we're ready to take this call. Let's get to it. All righty. Here we go. Oh boy, it's time to go over to the Am I the Bullcast hotline. We got a call on the line. Caller, who is speaking? Hi, Mike. It's Rachel Weeks from the Command Zone and various other places on the internet. I think it's time I need to I talk to you. Uh, oh, you're treating this like a confessional. That's kind of wild. You're <laughs> like, hey, Rachel Weeks. It's me. Been a minute. Been a minute. <laughs> How you going, doing, buddy? buddy? Good. Good to hear from you. Very excited to have you call in. Now, please, please, uh, you, it sounds it sounds urgent. To you. I gotta like, get something you, off my chest. My... You sound troubled. No, I just, I just have something that I have not figured out where the line is in Commander, and it's, it's like, it's pulling punches. Ooh, this is fun. Yeah. Okay. Because Commander, like. Winning is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. When can you do it? Mm -hmm. How can you do it? Are you supposed to kill everybody at once? Is that a bad thing? But being able to win and then not winning because it doesn't match the vibe, I struggle with as somebody who likes to win. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So do you find yourself mostly being like, I have the win and now you're tr like you're tormented by the possibility of like making people upset? Yeah, I mean, so this is like I regularly find myself in a position where it's like I could go pretty hard and I could like uh -huh. I could close out the game now. Cards are powerful. Yeah. Like I'm holding an overwhelming stampede. If I cast it, I could definitely kill two or three people, you know? Right. And I, I struggle with this moment of like, is now the right time to cast mm -hmm. Overwhelming Stampede? But then mm -hmm. here's the kicker. If I don't cast it, because I'm like, oh, it's probably too early. Mm. Like, I'm just going to wait another turn rotation and see what happens. And somebody mm. else wins. Now I'm like, well, what did I do? What the? I thought we were tanging. And then I get very upset. What was it all for? And not that player at like myself. It's this really weird <laughs> this is so fun. This is so nuanced in a way that we haven't had on the pod yet. Do you know this what I is mean, great. though? I totally know what you mean. This is like one of my favorite topics. Are you kidding me? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm of the mind that like I want people to do the thing and then all bets are off, right? Like you can, you can 
have your fun and then okay somebody's got to win and it is what it is yeah and i've already i'm already resigned to the fact that i'm probably not winning for sure like, y- you've seen the decks i put together i do like a little engine thing and then somebody goes okay that's enough Kaboom. counter that part and i'm yeah. like i did like nine different things and i had a fun time all right what's next oh yeah the rest of the game but like sometimes that'll that'll eke out a win for me sometimes it won't and yeah. that's it is what it is but like to me it's absolutely a vibe thing and it's so individual that this is something that comes up with my column constantly yeah at commander's herald am i the ball ass the column on which this podcast is based the people will write in being like am i sandbagging if i decide not to use this or i had it in my hand what am i supposed to do not use it now everybody's mad at me the article i wrote about last night is literally about this guy he was like, I told the table that I have a combo deck. I just didn't outline what the combo is. Mm-hmm. And I was playing on spell table against two strangers and a friend of mine. And around turn 13, 14, I said, well, you know what, guys? The game's gone late. I have to go eat dinner. And then he you know, slams a tutor uh, into play to get one of his four combo pieces. Mm-hmm. One player concedes and another one's like, well, what are you going to do? And uh, that tutor becomes another tutor, becomes another combo piece and so on and ends the game that turn. Mm -hmm. So in that article, in that story, I could see where the first stranger is coming from because it kind of does feel like, oh, you've had this the whole time and all of a sudden you decide to do it. So, yeah, that's really frustrating. So like what I've I was talking to a couple of friends about this recently. It's like the way Mm -hmm. that I like to play is that I, I pull my punches in deck building. It's like I don't run tutors mm. or I don't run crater hoof. I run like right. I only run overwhelming stampede or I only run like something else. So my deck is a little bit tougher to put together. And if I draw the win, mm-hmm. then I have then I have it. Mm-hmm. So I try and pull my punch there so I can play as optimally as I have the ability to at the time. Right. Because that's fun for me. Like I want to play magic well. I want to like make the right choices to, at the right time to win the game. Solve the living puzzle. Yeah, exactly. I, like that's that's how I like I and that's how I enjoy playing magic. But but often I'll find myself in a situation where I'm like, oh well, I drew the win con, you know, on turn like eight or something like that. If mm-hmm. that isn't the moment, but then you know, you pass the turn, you're like, fine, I'm not gonna try and cast the whatever it is mm-hmm. right now. I'll, I'll I'll wait until my untap. And then your mm-hmm. board's gone or like something's changed or somebody else right. won already. Then I'm kicking myself for not doing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's like if I didn't read the vibe correctly and should have just gone for it or if that player doesn't read vibes. Or, I don't know. Right. And, and so then you're like, you're like, I could have won, but I didn't. And now I'm mad because I didn't, but I could have. And you didn't do it. <laughs> but then they did. Are they a jerk or am I just dumb? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Here's the way I see it is like if you had the wind con and a wide open lane. Yeah. And you decide not to take it. Yeah. Log it away as a little wind in your head. Like put yeah. that wind in your heart. It's not it's not <laughs> Could've. Who are you hurting by being like, No, I won this one, but yeah. the vibes aren't right. I'm making a call on right. the game. Like if it makes you feel better and you're not kicking yourself, that and hopefully that does help down the line. You're <laughs> right. like well, I mean, uh, Octavia could have slammed all of you with Myriad could've. non-legendary or whatever's happening. <laughs> you know, that could have worked out. That'd be great, but I didn't, and that's fine. You yeah, know, for sure. I guess that it is such a strange topic because there is no to po- no way to pose this question without be- there being a million different pieces, right? Because sometimes if people pull a punch against me, I'd be like, "Why'd you do that? <laughs> like, just do it." <laughs> interesting you know very interesting like, yeah i'd prefer i like if you have it do it so be, i get very frustrated if they have the combo and it's and they're like you know it's not it's like then why'd you run the combo but okay see that's the thing yeah. why'd you run the combo sometimes it's just two pieces of a thing that work well for your deck i have yeah. a mono blue in quotes mill deck because right. it's una queen of the fey and she's black too yeah. but like so it's it's a uh, it's blue black mill and there's dire undercurrents look i'm not breaking the mold here i just think it's pretty cool <laughs> i do have a traumatize in the deck as well as a fraying sanity mm-hmm. and those two cards are just good mill cards yeah they're just good mill cards so they're in the deck yeah but i remember the one time i had both in hand 
and I had enough mana to do it. Yeah. I said, guys, we've never done this. Likely won't do this again. <laughs> Who's done with the game? And my friend Andy was like, I'm not done with the game, but I have a feeling what's going to happen. Just go ahead and do it, and then I'll join the next one. <laughs> and so I was like, cool. Frank Sanity, traumatized. That's magic, baby. Bada bing, bada boom. And then the game went on for another hour, which I did not care for. Yeah. So that's the problem with some punches are worth pulling. It's so hard. It's it's complicated. For sure. <laughs> I was at a command fest. Got it. And I was playing a, with two of my friends and a fan Got it. who is this super sweet lady. Awesome. And she built an angel deck and she was a little new to magic and it was super cool. My two friends died, and it came down to uh-huh. me and this woman. And I uh-huh. was playing Lord of Tressorhorn, which is this terrible two, 10-4 that yeah. hits like a hammer. Oh, I know that deck well. So it's a, it's a combat trick deck. I attack you with a 10-4, I give a double strike in this, and then you, and you die on the spot. Commander damage, boom. Yeah. So I was playing against this woman, and her angel deck had done it. I can kill her. I can kill her right now. Should I kill her? (laughs) (laughs) And I I just, and the worst thing was it was tainted strike. It was the infect trick. Oh, Rachel. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I can uh, infect out this, this uh, elder fan who is, it is a true miracle that she is here at this event right now. (laughs) And, and my heart was like, do it. Don't do it, stupid. Just die to the angels. (laughs) (laughs) See, that, and again, different people will react to that differently. And that's why this topic is so... In the column, there are some topics that I just won't touch on again. Sure, yeah. As much as you want to send me stories about some guy showing up to your LGS with an anime titty girl on their playmat and being a dick about it, I've already done that story and also talked to your LGS, talked to that guy... Uh, offer like you know try try to make it work but also I'm not going to cover that story again right yeah what else are you going to say exactly when it comes to this kind of story they give a detailed situation and I have to be like describe this person to me yeah there's so much that goes into saying whether or not you're the bolus and something like this I think in this case it could go either way depending on said fan yeah you know what I mean so the coolest thing this woman was incredible she was like an elder lady. Okay. 70 plus. Oh, wow. As far as I could tell, she was there with one other person. I don't think it was her son. I think it was like a guy who knew her from the game store or something. Sure. And she had like a couple decks and she was new to magic and came to the Command Fest in Anaheim. And like she had made dice bags, like embroidered dice bags and masks and everything. She oh, was like wow. handing out Gatorades. She was this incredibly sweet lady, and she had... That's very sweet. On top of her just being, like, a lovely person, the courage to be a woman by yourself in your 70-pluses alone at one of these things is so intense. Like... Right. It's already hard just to be, like, a woman there by yourself or a woman there with, like, one or two people. Mm-hmm. And she was like easily the oldest person in the I mean, room. <laughs> like <laughs> she's playing in a pod with people whose age she's doubled. Like, yeah, it, it, that's such yeah. a that's such a tough and scary situation to be in, and just to be like, I'm gonna bring Gatorades and be a fun hang. Like nice. she was, she was awesome. And then my stupid magic brain was like, Well, if you can kill her, kill her. Like that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool <laughs> to like die to infect all of a sudden. When you may or may not have ever experienced infect before. Infect. Like, yeah. Well, now you learned. <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But I definitely uh-huh. was like, do it a little. But don't, don't do it. Uh-huh. Don't. Yeah. So I, like, hit her for 10, and then I died. But it was... Uh... <laughs> and she felt... Did she... Was she stoked about winning? She did was, she feel she like... She was she, stoked. I mean, she was stoked about playing with us. That's This nice. was the last game of the weekend. My brain was completely cooked, and it was just like it had been a long couple of days. <laughs> For sure. But it was a really fun game, and she had a sweet deck, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I, I get it. I, I, and your stupid brain is just like, it's worth it. Why? No, it's not. Relax. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though. It is one of those situations where the person 
who is on the other end of that kind of makes the call yeah or like is in the moment like the way you describe this woman i mean if she lost she'd still be stoked she's like i got i got commander damaged out by rachel weeks we were one-on-one at the end there yeah i learned what infect was yeah you know i gave her a handshake and a gatorade bottle <laughs> and now i've got the story of being stomped in a pod where i held my own for a while yeah, you know what did. i mean her deck was sick but then there's also this element of like did she know you have the win in hand and kind of sandbagged it? Because that would feel a little different. Because, yeah, that feels terrible. See, to some people, it can. It is one of those things where, like, you ever see those clips of um, lions hanging out and pretending not to notice their cub mm-hmm. sneaking up on them to scare them, and then they scare them, and the lion, like, overly performs fright? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's kind of what this feels like to me a little bit. We're like, I totally get sandbagging a game when you're up against somebody and it's like they're new to the game and they're excited and you've ex- you, you're playing a game and you're like explaining stuff as you go because they're like, I don't know what this means. And you're like, yeah, great. Welcome to the game. Like, we're going to show you all this stuff. And then yeah. you're kind of like, I'm going to counter a spell that is not going to do anything against me, but would really devastate this kid's board. And right. You know what I mean? Like, not kid necessarily, but, you know, newbie. Yeah. And you don't want to scare him off because like, it's a miracle that she's here. Right. It's one of those things where you like you want you want to foster the interest and the participation in yeah. the community. Yeah. And and showing up to a command fest is such a big deal. It was one of those things where I had definitely we like we'd been helping her play throughout the game mm-hmm. and she had a pretty mm-hmm. good grasp on what her deck did. But it was very tricky when you introduce, you know, three decks and especially with three weirdos decks. It was like it was like yeah. me, AD and um, Ian, I think. Oh, okay. So, so it was buddies, yeah. <laughs> and man, it's so tricky because you're like, I definitely don't want to be like, oh, you got me. Your deck was so cute. Way to go with your cute. Oh, gonna yeah. just drop my hand on the table. What's this card? Oh, it's called Tainted Strike. Don't worry about it too hard. What yeah. was that? No, it would have killed you if yeah. I played it. Exactly. I had exactly the right amount of mana when I hit you for 10. What right. was that? Yes, you would have lost. Yeah. And I had it. That That would drive me crazy. But also, it's probably a fun, more fun memory for her to be like, I was playing the same old deck, I had a sweet game, I pulled it out in the end. And it was like, the mm-hmm. deck was powerful enough to win that game. I just had the stupid combat trick, because that deck is stupid. Was that the right deck to pick for that pod? I don't know. <laughs> I, I Of the decks I can remember, it probably is. Yeah. Like, assuming, assuming you brought like four or five decks with you, knowing your decks well enough to say... This is probably the less powerful one and yeah. and the most brain off of the whole deal. Yeah, for sure. It was the last game <laughs> of, of, a, of a festival. And I was like, okay, I got to play hit, hit people with a big guy. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you got to do is play the hit people with the big guy deck. Or yeah. like sometimes I, and I very, very rarely play it anymore, but I still have my grand warlord Rada deck that I haven't really mm. touched up in a while. And God, does that deck just, do one thing and one thing only and it's fun man it is nice having a deck that just smashes and that's it it's just it's so valuable to have a deck that's just like wait what are we doing what are we doing we're just kind of chilling and we're gonna play the game Mm -hmm. okay i'm not gonna do much thinking here's a yara first of lock i'm gonna play her and make a bunch of tokens cool got it good there we go okay perfect i i think every like if you go to cons in I mean, first of all, some of the most confusing social atmospheres of Commander is at cons. Definitely. Just generally, you have to read so many people. Everybody's tired. Everybody's like played their decks multiple times. You have no idea what people's investment are in the game. Plus, you've got the added wrinkle of like you're you're famous in the in this the community. Yeah. So either you get the kind of fan who's like, I just want to play with Rachel Weeks and like have a good time, or like I want to beat Rachel, or like I want to show her this cool build. Yeah. She said this commander sucked, and I built it, and it rules. Yeah. What I here's what I should have done is I should have used it on one of my buddies. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I should have just got it out of my hand and like burned it a little too early, or I should take it out of the deck. If it's a bummer in that situation, that's another way to look at it. Then it shouldn't be in the deck. I don't want it in my hand, you know. But we've had situations where it's not a bummer. Where it's not a bummer. It's sick. 
Well, I mean, essentially, Tainted Strike with Tressor Horn is basically like Teamer Battle Rage is this basically the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, it needs plus one, plus one, and double strike. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it's like Amber Cleave. Yeah, exactly. So you're like you, those are in there already. Tainted Strike with Tressor Horn is just the same. It's just the same. That's that's how it works in my brain. Yeah. Also, like everyone's like it's a two card combo with your commander. Okay, my card, my commander requires two other cards to enter the battlefield <laughs> and then yeah. hit you. Like it's not. <laughs> yeah, your commander isn't just a commander that I remember we played a game online where I just thought it would be so funny to like keep getting rid of Tressorhorn to see how how many times you would bring him out. <laughs> he's the only plan. <laughs> he's the only plan of that and I learned that that day. I yeah. learned that that was the <laughs> After about the third time, I was like, "I need to stop. This is <laughs> this is literally the same thing every time." It's, oh, it's such a rough deck to play <laughs> because I I feel like I need more protection or just I put more counter spells in the deck or something because it's definitely yeah. the kind of deck that you have to interact with me. Uh-huh. But if you do, I do nothing because my stupid <laughs> commander is so bad. <laughs> And you're in Grixis too, so you have you have ways to protect. I definitely like, have ways to protect. I mean, I have like SWAT and stuff in there, I think, now. For sure, right. There's so many cards that you just want to jam in decks. Mm. And then there's so many more cards that keep coming out that are perfect for your deck. And you're just like, come on now. I have such a hard time cutting down to 100. Mm. I am so bad at cutting decks down. Yeah. You know, the best way to get me to cut decks down is for me to build the deck at 103 because that's how many sleeves come in a box of dragon shields hey and then i break them over time and i go well i guess i don't need this one in here so bad and then that's how i get to 100 cards i love that that's definitely how i how i will make those last few cuts that feels so agonizing at the time and then you're playing the game Uh and you draw one of those cards and you're like this card sucks who thought this would go in here what are you doing why is this in here (laughs) But then there's cards that kind of suck that you you put in because they kind of suck. Because because they kind of suck, and when you draw them, you do a little giggle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the, one of my board wipes, in, and I think I've mentioned this on another episode, one of my board wipes in Thalese Reverend Medium is March of Souls. It's awesome. It's a board wipe where everybody replaces all their creatures with spirits. I cast that That's against fun. the Thalese deck recently. It's, uh, it's such a fun spell. <laughs> It's such a fun little... Hey, I'll trade your... Uh, do you want to make a little trade? How about your 4-4 beast tokens are now 1-1s, one okay? Yeah. And, and they fly, and yeah, they fly. And I have 100 uh, of them. Yeah, and also, if you come my way, ink shield. But also, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is like... it. It's just a fun little board wipe. It's not amazing. It doesn't do the thing that you need it to do if you're up against like a massive Scoots board. Like or something, yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> uh, But But it's in the deck because it makes me laugh that I have a thematically tied in board wipe. Yeah. And it's not great. It's not great. Yeah, board wipes that are only good when you're ahead. (laughs) It's like not when a board wipe needs to be good, you know? Yeah. But But, now board wipes are also going too far. Sunfall and farewell. I'm looking at you. There's some crazy stuff going on right now. It's tricky out there. It's tricky out there. What do you got? What do you What do you got for parting words? What are you thinking? What do you on this topic? How do you feel? What do you think is the most important thing to maintain in these kind of dynamics? How do you feel about what we've brought to the table today, and how to chat about? I think at the end of the day, the the answer to all of the biggest problems in Commander aren't bands or cards or like mechanical magical things they are talking to Mm -hmm. your friends about what kind of games you like having unfortunately that is way harder than doing (laughs) than doing any sort of individual ban or laying down any sort of individual rules like i've talked to a lot of groups that have house rules and i think that's like i think house rules are great and if that's how Mm -hmm. like your play group prefers to play great no extra turn spells that's that's that works for you but I think at the end of the day, you need to talk about what kind of games you want to have and it, what kind of games extra turns spells create, because it's not like, you know, you can you can make long, grindy forever turns without a single extra turn spell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so being considerate in the way that you build for me is easier and it makes the choices easier in games. So I, again, prefer to prefer to pull the punch when I build my deck and then 
I have the freedom to play as well as I can in the game without feeling like, you know, if I didn't win, then I didn't win. And that's a result of like trying to control the power level of my decks to make sure that it's matching the playgroup, uh, my playgroup's dynamics. So compassionate deck building. Okay. Conversations with your playgroup. Compassionate deck building. I love that. Yeah, it sounds a little compassionate deck building. Loftier than I than I want, but you it, know what I mean. It, <laughs> it does feel a little lofty, but I do think that it hits the point home. Like you're building, yes, your deck is primarily for you, but you're playing it with three other people who are going to have to experience it too. Mm. Keep that in mind. Yeah, be mindful of other people's time, and yeah. I again to the point of having a conversation with your playgroup. Confrontation isn't always negative. A lot of people have a fear of confrontation. I myself consider myself to be quite confrontational. Does it have something to do with the fact that I've been a comedian for over a decade? Maybe, (laughs) but I've always been this way. And I feel like it has gotten me, it has saved me so much mental space of the, oh, how are they feeling about something? Mm -hmm. So I do think that compassionate uh, deck building paired with having the conversations that you have to have, they're not as difficult as you think they might be. Yeah. We are playing a game. Everybody wants to have fun. So make a little effort, have a chat about it, and make it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks, buddy. You guys should listen to the Command Zone, the Command Zone podcast. Listen to the Command Zone. One of the longest-running podcasts in Magic Sphere, eh? It's wild. It is wild. Yep, listen to the Command Zone. I host the podcast, and I've shown up on a couple. I did the Doctor Who game nights, so go listen to that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and I play live D&D every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Go watch Better Than Heroes with with me and a group of real silly boys uh, on Twitch. Hell yeah, and make sure to follow Rachel Reeks on Twitter. That too. (laughs) There we go. Thanks again, Rachel. We love you. Mwah. Mwah. Wowee, huh? Rachel Weeks calling into the show where I'm talking about comedy off the top. Come on now. Tell me that isn't kismet. Tell me that isn't a little bit of a Funko Winky Dink. No, that's an, that's a white enchantment that costs three and a white, <laughs> and it causes artifacts and creatures to enter tap. That's very fun. I do like that card. Am I right? Yeah, Hold on. I think so. Okay, Solani, come on. That wasn't funny. Oh, this is the lands. comedy show. That's, that's, not, that's not silly at all. You got to try again, man. I legitimately, at my old job, had a... We had whiteboards on the the walls, right? Mm -hmm. And my jokes were so terrible that my team, my engineering team, decided to rank my jokes as I said them. Mm. Uh, There were four rankings. There was good. It's worth one point. Okay, zero points. There was bad, which was worth uh, minus one point. And grown, which was worth minus two. Ah. By the time the pandemic hit, I had a score of negative 22. Yeah, that tracks. You did pretty well. That makes sense. Don't, don't agree with no, that. I totally agree. I thought it was going to be lower. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, uh, that reminds me of a, another inventive and scientifically proven scoring system. Oh, well, you know what? That's that's a fair. Tra- that's such a good transition. I don't want to take it away from you. Go, I, so, I, I, go ahead. <laughs> here at Am I the Bolus, we're going to ask if you're the Bolus. And for Rachel Weeks, she wants to know, am I the Bolus for pulling punches when it comes to winning a game? Okay. Very good. Interest, very well succinctly put. Now, we have to go over our voting system, as you teased just, uh, just moments ago. Now, Morgan, I think five episodes in, people are starting to get it. And I think we could afford to move a little bit faster through it. But I do think it is complicated. So let's let's do a speed run. Let's do a speed run because, okay. you know, let, let's just say this is kind of like the veteran episode. So if okay. this is your first time, I apologize. You're, you're just going to have to listen to the rest of them in order to figure it out. You got to listen to an older episode for a breakdown. We really go through it a long, long while during the last episode even. So get into it. So speed run math scientifically proven. We have a case study out now. Let's talk about our voting points. So for myself, yep. I get one vote. Michael Solani gets one vote. And Mark Carroza gets three votes. 
It's either Mark Carbonza as to whether or not Rachel Weeks is the bolus. So I apologize if you didn't catch that. Twenty-eight eleven. You did it in twenty-eight <laughs> seconds. Beautiful. New God world damn. record. It's either Mike Carrozza or Mark Carbonza. Don't call me Mark Carrozza. That's so wrong. Whatever you say, Mark Carbonza. Mike Carbonza. Wait. Oh God damn it. Why is? Got him. We got him, anyway. Solani. <laughs> we got him. Let's go get steak without him someday. So look for me in the me. Uh, all right now. Shout out to Rachel. I've known Rachel for a long time. We uh, Rachel's a comedian. Uh, we met at a comedy festival and started playing magic in the green room at a comedy show. Uh, and that's how we both knew that we played magic together. And so we've been pals for God. It feels is it it feels crazy to say, but like eight ish years at this point. So shout out Rachel. Thanks for being a friend and congrats on all the success in magic world. God, I can't imagine doing anything for eight years. Wait a second. <laughs> We've been here before. You know what? That It's going to be worth it for you to listen to last episode if you have it just for that moment. Anyway, Rachel. Is Rachel the bolus for pulling punches when she's got the win? Interesting. Who wants to take it first? Morgan, how about you? Well, once again, I'm, I'm reminded of my personal hero and mentor uh, with a quote that succinctly summarizes oh how I feel about Rachel's uh-huh. pet peeve. And that is, uh-huh. context is everything. Context is everything. Where have I heard that one before? Two more episodes and we get a shirt. <laughs> God damn it. We can't sell a shirt that says context is everything. Do you know who's going to wear that? The wrong people. I would. I would. <laughs> the wrong people. I would. People specifically with old marble statues, profile <laughs> pictures on YouTube and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All that to say, pulling punches, I feel like in Commander is necessary at times. It's it's kind of, there's like, again, context. There are certain scenarios where you have to do that, I think, right? There are certain scenarios where you absolutely shouldn't do that. Right. The the primary one being that I need dinner in the next five minutes. <laughs> I'm sick of this. I'm over it. I know you probably have it. And I know you know you have it. You're staring at you. You know when you have like a seven lander, just a seven lander hand. And you're just you're you ever do the thing where you like put it up and you're you're like reading it. You're reading the island that's in your hand. Don't do it. Don't do it when I need dinner. Don't do it when it's 930 <laughs> on a Tuesday and I should be in bed. Don't do it. Just win. Just win. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go next round. Let's end the game. I'm ready to go home. My Uber's here. Whatever Morgan's it is. Morgan's primary concern is dinner. It's so funny. It's 100% dinner because you know what? I am an old woman at this point and I need and I want to play commander. I want to just screw around and have fun. It but when it's you. done, it's done. You were the one against Rachel Weeks. You're <laughs> I was the woman. Old, I am the old woman. I am the old woman who deserves to die no, because she needs no, to have her dinner. in game, not for real die. Oh my God. I can't believe you're saying the, the the chief context in which you want the game to wrap up is because dinner, five minutes till dinner time. Not because maybe you're in a competitive setting. Not because maybe you want to win. No, it's because, hold on a second. My name is Morgan. I need my nuggies. <laughs> I mean, it's time to get a steak for Morgan. That's context, baby. That's, that's the way that, that it has to roll. But yeah, so... Rachel was very keen on mentioning that Ooh. she plays to win. She would rather play to win. So she she gets the context as much as as much as we should that. Yeah, maybe let's keep these good vibes, vibes going. Let's keep it moving. Have everybody have their chance. But yeah, it does suck that you're going to win on turn three. You pass it over to Solani and he wins on turn four. That never feels good. Right. Feels good for me. <laughs> Maybe Solani and I should have been playing politics by turn two, but you should have been, you know, yeah, give you that look of like, mm, come on, man. I know you're reading the island. I know you have nothing or you have everything and just just don't do it. Just don't do it. It's turn four. Yeah. We got a brand new guy on the other end. He doesn't know what the heck is going on. He doesn't know how to read. Maybe he's Mark Carbonza. Nobody knows. Doesn't know how to read. I haven't learned how to read yet. Can't parse the cards. You never know. So that's that's where context comes into play very heavily with this. So all that to say, if I had to, if I had to score it, if I had to, if I had to Which vote do. for it as to whether or not Rachel is the to. bolus is part of your duty for pulling punches, 
I would say no. I really would say no. In in probably every situation, regardless of context, Rachel is not the bolus for pulling punches because sometimes it's necessary. You just got to do it. I'll say it's very funny because that entire time I thought you were going to say she is the bolus yeah. for pulling punches. Yeah, you totally were. It sounds like you are <laughs> arguing the opposite point. But your vote is cast, and there's nothing to be done about it. Michael Sol- Michael Solani, how do you feel about Rachel being the ball this year? Well, Marco Carbonazzo. Oh, my God. That's not fair. I think that the only way that you're the bullis for pulling your punches is if you're a bad actor. And I don't mean that in the sense of you're doing it, like, maliciously, like you're acting like a bad actor. No. I mean it in the sense of you're just terrible at convincing people that you don't have it. Like, okay, here's the, here's the deal. If you win and I genuinely uh-huh. don't have it, that means that you deserved the win. If you win and I pretend I don't have it and you did not catch that I was lying, you still feel like you deserved the win. Like, the story being told is the same, whether or not it's fiction or nonfiction or historical fiction. The only time that you're the bullis for holding up the win is if your opponent catches you and is like, "Come on, what the heck, man? You're you're clearly you're clearly mm. sandbagging." Because then they feel like crap, and you didn't get to win anyway. So as long as you're a good actor, and like when I play against people who are new, or when I play against people who are clearly having a bad time, you know, I won't sandbag in the way of like, hmm, "This this island's very interesting," because that's too obvious. No, I just make terrible plays. I make terrible plays, I make blocks Mm. that don't make sense, I make attacks that don't make sense. Those just seem to imply that I'm a terrible player, but that doesn't mean that they didn't win it naturally. They still have to make some decisions that make sense, you know, in order to to get the win. I don't know how this makes my vote, though. That's the problem. Like, what do I even Context might be everything, but a vote is definitive, Michael. You gotta pick a side. So what's what's the question again? Just give it to me straight one more time. Is Rachel the bolus for pulling punches when it comes to winning a game? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think I could definitively say yes in every circumstance, okay. so I will say no. Well, there you go. We got two for no, which is odd because Morgan's argument felt like a very strong argument for yes. Never let him know your next move. Just turning it around the last second there. It's a it's a part this see, this is a good lesson on how to play control, too. <laughs> is you kind of just Make sure that everybody thinks that you're going down a certain path and then you don't. You zig and you zag. I'll tell you what, it got my ass. So obviously you heard the conversation with Rachel, so you know that I sometimes will have a counter spell and I'll let something resolve because it's the more fun option. Rachel brought up the story about having Lord Tressorhorn against this lady and could have won because of Tainted Strike. And she said that she should have used it on one of her friends if she felt bad about using it on this old lady. But then again, you're not playing optimally, and that's kind of what this person is excited for, is that you're playing the game on that level with them. You're not putting on the kid gloves, so it were, or you're not doing that thing where uh, a lion is pretending to get snuck up on by his cub, and oh, huge reaction when they get surprised. You ever seen those videos? They're adorable. So, I mean, it would depend on how it makes the person feel, because I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, if you have the win by turn three and I exclusively play decks that do nothing in turn until turn eight, it's just all setups before anything happens, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, turn three, you win again. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm a battle cruiser guy, so I'm not going to feel stoked about it, but, like, if you sandbag it and you, get, and you start playing that win once I'm a little bit more set up and you have a little bit more resistance and that makes it more interesting to you, then, like, great. You know, I feel like I've gotten some some fun in there, Maybe you got some fun in seeing a way to get out of that puzzle. Either way, I don't think that you're the bolus for pulling a punch in a game like this unless it's super obvious. It's definitely a context thing. In the context of this game that Rachel brings up, absolutely not. This person was stoked to be playing Commander with you. That much is clear. And you gave her the win totally, sure. But like, she must have been so stoked about it, dude. I think she's going to be less stoked about the win if she listens to this podcast and finds out that she didn't get the win. Whoopsie. Sorry, Rachel. Aaron, you out a little bit here, but that's a that's it. You know, I don't think it's a I don't think you're the bolus. You can't be evil. You're giving somebody a great memory for that. We thank you. 
so thanks for calling in, Rachel. We love you, buddy. Let's move away from this uh, this topic because now the votes are cast. You're not the bolus, buddy. Wow. Zero five, a true Ugin. Damn right, a true Ugin. A true... Oh, man, it's just true Ugin, isn't it? Well, well, well. How about that? Rachel, a true Ugin. Pretty cool. Yeah. Incredible. Hey, uh, you said that we had no additional write-ins. I didn't get any. Not Well, not for the podcast anyway. I'm working on more articles. Shout out to everybody who writes in. I appreciate you so, so, so much. Uh, but we're not using those for, for today. I, I haven't even read them all over completely. What's that? Well, hold on. Because during your long conversation with Rachel, I've been scouring my Discord. Oh, fun. For questions on... If they were the bullis or not. And I think we've gotten... I've got one that's pretty interesting here. Uh, it was... You know, it's written in a couple messages because it's a chat room. So I'll, I'll go ahead and summarize it for you. Okay. This person in my Discord says they have a friend that just loves to play black decks. Just all the time. They love sacrifice. Don't don't thumbs up that. I love it. <laughs> I, I Most of my decks are black. Black is my favorite color. Sacrifice is my favorite theme. Go on. You're speaking my language. So this one person has a, an opponent that loves to play black decks. They love sacrificing. They love reanimating. They love tutoring. They love dying. You know, all those sorts of things that Perfect, black is great except for at. the tutoring. And uh, they, said, they say they play all the time together. They go to the, the, uh, the LGS together. And this person always wins. You know, they're very good at the game. Uh, they've always got all these value permanents that they put in their deck because, you know, no one ever blows them up. Like, no one ever bolts the mm -hmm. bird in EDH. So he's like, okay, I'm going to put in a couple of silver bullet cards. I'm going to put them in just to counter him specifically. Cards like compost. You know, every time a, a black card goes into the graveyard, you get to draw a card. You know, cards like washout. You return every card that's uh, every creature, card. every card. Every creature of a certain color. Uh, that's a specific color. Right. to the person's hand put a bunch of those in the deck and you know they they roll up to the lgs in their ford focus titanium 2013 this is all part of the discord yeah i don't know why he specified that it's certainly not <laughs> relevant but that uh -huh. happens and they play their game and he notices he's like oh you put all these in just to counter me didn't she's like no no there's 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 four players at the table there could be any number of black uh -huh. decks you know but he really put him in to, to, to counter Pretty him. clearly, yeah. So, is this guy the bolus? And since I'm the one telling the story, I think that you two should discuss whether or not he's the bolus. Fair. I think my first thought about this is I can't feel bad about it if this person is a dominant player at the games that they play. So, for instance, if this person is playing black, mono black decks, first of all, uh, as much as green is like the, 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 the color that gets to do everything, it you see a lot more mono black decks because they are just so strong and so good. If this person is showing up playing a mono black deck and is you know running the table every time, uh, I couldn't get mad at that kind of behavior. And to, to say that it's like metagaming or anything, it's like, yeah, that's what playing with a pod or a regular play group is you try to make the experience more enjoyable for yourself and if that means having to deal with the imminent threat of a player who plays a lot of black then you're doing it right that's kind of the evolution of the game in tournament magic you know you meta game against other decks that are going to be in the tournament and as much as we want to say that edh is a casual format well how casual is it if three people are miserable and one person is running the table every time? And how fun does that stay if you're running the table every time? You're running over everybody and you're running away with games every time without much of an opposition. That can get stale and boring too. So to me, I think not only is it healthy, I think it's necessary if it's within a play group or regular people that you see at the LGS frequently. 
So I'd say not the bolus for putting this stuff in. In fact, smart use of your time. If you've identified that there's a lot of black decks in your pod and you're playing the card, like you have a card that doesn't necessarily hose black, but just benefits from it even, that's huge. Like I'd run a reap at that table. Isn't reap the one that says uh, it's one in a green? Yeah, it's busted. Yeah. It's one in a green instant regrowth for every black permanent your uh, opponent's control. I think it's target opponent even. So it's just one opponent, but you get a permanent back to hand for two green for each black permanent an opponent controls that's messed up against the right decks you know so like i i can't say that it, i i have a problem with this i think this is totally fair and in fact i encourage it please if you have a regular play group uh and or if you if you bump into the same people at an lgs all the time make changes to your decks that make it more interesting and fun like give them something to fight against because then they'll do the same to you and that only begets more interesting gameplay if you're too good at something then it becomes a little bit boring it's like playing a video game on easy mode at a certain point you're gonna feel like it's repetitive you, you cannot say that you cannot say that playing on easy mode is boring no it, you're gonna upset a lot of people it can be boring i'm saying it can be boring i'm i'm sorry but if i'm playing like a you know a, a, a game that i've played a thousand times already on easy mode maybe i've gotten really good at the combat system Hey, maybe I up it to like medium or hard and my life bar isn't as strong and I, ha you know, have to be a little bit more strategic with my dodging. You know what I mean? That makes it a little bit more interesting. You become a better player. I think that in this case, especially absolutely not the bolus. Totally encourage this. This is awesome. What about you, Morgan? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll just cast my vote already just so that I don't say the wrong thing but yes i i agree that the playgroup's not the bolus this this same scenario kind of happened in my edh playgroup there were about six of us who played together for like five years like literally two to three times a week and we had the one guy who was like cedh before cedh was a thing he always came with like you know the best cards the best deck and was just unbeatable played really well and was never really there to have a good time as much as kind of tell everybody that he had those things and was capable of doing those things right but it kind of became like another game for the rest of us to play around his deck like it's like oh what is uh mike playing this week you know let's all sideboard before we uh mm -hmm. before we get started and kind of like figure out like how we're going to beat this guy because half the time you know we're all going to lose anyway and that's just the way that it goes mm -hmm. so i mean there's there's like a silver lining there when it comes to everybody kind of getting better at the game in spite of this person that I think is really cool. Like how, how, how Mark had said, and, and it's always the person like they know what they're doing. Like there, there is no way in heck that they know hmm. that they're not the best player at the table, whether honestly, like whether they're strangers or not, if you've, if you've talked about this deck beforehand or what they're playing beforehand, like you just kind of know that you're going to win. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know that you're kind of going to get hated on, the second that the table starts moving, so. Well, I think that is two not the bolus votes. There we go. Pretty good. My personal opinion doesn't matter, but I also do agree that you think that if someone's kind of running away with it, like, try and become a challenge to them. Thank you. Because it's better for them, too, right? Like, yeah. I mean, unless they're pub stompers. Pub stompers are always the bolus. But in that case, you're punishing a pub stomper, so there's, like... There's no downside. You can do this no matter what the reasoning of the other player is, you know, because either they're playing in good faith and you get a good challenge out of them and they have to fight through it and maybe they have to make changes to their decks or you're just kind of screwing over a pub stopper and that's fun too because they got what was coming to them. So that is three not the bullises. Is this an episode with two true Ugans? I don't know why I'm pushing that. Oh, I just came up with the term. Wait a second. No, 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 no. Your math is all wrong, Solani. What do you mean? The math, math, math was way off. How so? Oh, that's right. Mike's vote counts for yeah. three. Oh, there you go. Even in this segment. Thank you. Wow, we. Now, come on. I want to have the three votes when I read it. Okay. And if you read it, you could have the three votes. Come on. Okay. So the so the so the power transfers. Then that's what we have to to solidify. Then. Yeah, it's like a democracy. Hey guys, how about this? I'll make the rules here and say. Uh, no. It's always Mike. It's always me. <laughs> Yay!
Can't believe we have an episode with two Trugans. And that does it for us here at Am I the Bullcast. Folks, thank you so much for listening. You can find me at Mike Carroza, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A on Twitter and Instagram. Check out my album, Cherubic. I'll be recording another special slash album by the end of 2024. I'll be in Chicago from February 17th to the 25th doing shows and attending the Magic Con in Chicago. So come see some shows. Come play some games. Follow Am I the Bullcast at Am I the Bullcast on Twitter. And uh, give us a little review. If you're listening to this on a platform that lets you review, give us five stars. No less, please. If you give us less, that'll hurt our feelings. And that sucks. And that's terrible. Yeah. Michael, where can people find you? You can find all of the projects I do and all of my social media at GamesFreakSA. Those are the letters S-A, not the word. GamesFreakSA.info. And Morgan, how about you? Yep. Follow and talk to me on Twitter at IndigoGentleman. Hell yeah. Folks, thank you so much for listening again. We can't tell you enough just how much it means to us that you listen every episode. So uh, again... From the bottom of our hearts, and and I deep hearts over here, so it's a deep well of deep heartness. I'm saying it like that again because Michael cringed so much the last time I said it. What are you, like Xehanort? Stop saying the word heart. I don't know what Xehanort is. So anyway, point is, thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it, and we can't wait for you to hear the next one. Take care, be well, and don't be mean. Don't be a bolus, be an Ugin. I remembered! (laughs) 